How can't I help you today? I want to speak to your manager. Hello and welcome back to Customer Service Horror Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, David, and today we are going to be recording episode 18. And uh, we're going to go back to the true crime on one of the 17. This is number two of the 17 um, mysterious murders unsolved, you know, not necessarily even unsolved, but unresolved. Just craziest murders at fast food restaurants. And then we're going to follow it up on a lighter note with a listener story. Okay, I think I did a little bit better this time. I know last time was a little bit choppy. This time might still be a little bit choppy. This story, if I wanted to, could go on and on and on, branching off in many different directions. Um, I'm going to give you the basic story. And uh, I mean, there's so much, there was so much stuff after uh, a couple years after this had happened. And uh, I mean, if you want to, if for some reason I get a bunch of requests, you want me to go even farther, I can do that. But I think we're going to do kind of the gist of it and a little bit of detail. Okay. So here we are with um, our true crime section. Of tonight's episode, we are um, looking into the murder of Nathan Leon. So on March 17th, 2013, Nathan Leon, 27, a married father of three, was on a delivery for Domino's and never made it back. Leon had also worked at IBM, but was delivering pizzas so that he could earn some extra money to support his family. And I, so I was going to comment more, and I'm just, we're going to do this. Here we go. On the 17th of March in 2013, Evan Ebel had called in an order to a Sap Brothers Travel Center along Interstate 270, which is in a remote stretch of Denver. Uh, the police say that Leon was lured into a was lured into a violent revenge plot. Um, I'm not Ebel. I'm sorry, Leon. Nathan Leon by Evan was lured into a revenge plot. Now, for some reason, I still haven't actually. I don't know what he did, but they do say that Evan was a part of Two Eleven Crew, which is. A white supremacist group, and this just weaves it. Just this, this just like keeps weaving with other conspiracy theories about the Two Eleven crew and what they're doing, and how this is connected to other things. Maybe we can get into that a little bit later, but that was a lot going on. <laughs> I was like, you know what? We're gonna just cover this part for now um, because we start moving away from the murder, unfortunately, of Nathan and. Moving on to the conspiracy theories of 211. Um, okay, we're going to continue on. Okay. Uh, Leon's car was found abandoned about a mile away, about a mile and a half from the delivery site. And someone had later found his cell phone 
um, saying the device had been found in a ditch. Called from that his cell phone and said that they had found it in a ditch. Nathan Leanne's body was found that night in an open space in Golden and by a recycling center. The Denver medical examiner determined that Leon died of multiple gunshot wounds. There was a, there was a vendetta, and I don't I don't I couldn't find out. I even like literally Googled why, and I couldn't find it. And I only looked at a couple articles. And again, if we want to go through this a little bit more in depth, then we can. But like I was saying earlier, um, they also think that it was that his killing was linked to the murder two days later, of Colorado prison chief Tom Clements. Um, the investigators found the Domino's pizza carrier and shirt in the trunk of the wrecked Cadillac that Evan was, that Evan was driving. Um, they say that Evan had posed as a Domino's delivery, went up to Clements, and then... I think you know the rest. Um... Now, the craziest and most frustrating part of this is that Evan Ebel was released, after being arrested and convicted, was released four years earlier than what was his announced sentence because of a clerical error. Now, after Nathan had died, now after Nathan was murdered... Okay, by by Evan Ebel, his wife, Nathan's wife, Katie, and their family has just been suffering since. Katie has been gone through a lot of emotional stress and was even trying for financial compensation against the state for the release for the clerical or error, um, but for financial compensation for trauma, but has denied since. But has been constantly denied, saying that the the state had there's some re- reliability release something of them or other it's not on them some clause it was i was a little furious reading it um nathan did have three daughters cadence from a previous relationship and had twins with katie um named ireland i r e l y n n and scotland s c o t l y n um, he had those twins, those twin girls with Katie. They all have gone in and out of therapy and and on and off meds since this has happened. There's been no no resolution to this. Um, I mean, I guess other than um, what I forgot to mention was that Evan later after being released four years early uh, from jail, had been shot and killed by Denver, by by Denver police, in uh because he's being chased and he's being just, you know, because you know, he didn't already do enough damage. He's got to go do more, and he, so, the, that man killed a sheriff, and a citizen. And did and and was released four years early, only to commit more crimes and then be shot and killed in a police chase. 
that is as far as I wanted to go with this story. Because like I said, if we want, we can get into all that other stuff. But it does start veering away from customer service. And we could make that even a um, PTO episode if we want. If you want me to start diving into other things that conspiracy theories that run around oh we should do restaurant or retail conspiracy theories i'm gonna have to start looking those up maybe we can go through those i think that's gonna be crazy maybe it's not gonna maybe maybe it'll be a fruitless search maybe i won't find anything and maybe there's really nothing going on yeah, there's plenty of conspiracy theories about plenty of subjects. I can't imagine that we can't find one about the customer service industry, whether it be hotels or restaurants or retail or, I mean, automotive, which would be mechanics, it could be sales. I mean, there are almost limitless categories that could fall potentially under customer service. If you're talking to people, you're in customer service. If you're a doctor... You know what? It sounds kind of weird, but you're selling customer service. That's a customer service. You have a client, you have a patient, a customer who's coming to you for a service, for a fee, and you get paid for that. You went to school for that. Well, something, I mean, for a doctor anyway. I fucking hope so. Okay. So that was, that was the true crime I wanted to go through. And now I'm going to read verbatim. We're going to do this verbatim. Oh, Lordy. I'm going to try to do this verbatim. Um, two stories from my friend, uh, Phil. And uh, she has given me two stories. I love that my friends are giving me two stories. And they are just as Pretty much any customer service related story that we're going to hear on here is fucking ridiculous and is going to show us the worst side of humanity the entitlement of the human race. Okay, here we go. Verbatim. One of my job, one of my jobs, I'm a server at a diner and usually work the overnight shift. About two weeks ago, a group of people came in, put their drunk-as-fuck buddy in one of our booths, and dipped out. They didn't order food. They didn't say anything. They just came in, put him in a booth, and fucking poof. They were out of the door. I did not... I didn't see them do... I didn't see them do this, but I sure as hell saw this drunk-ass dude knock over all the high chairs as he tried to walk around. I told him, sit your drunk ass down. I told him, quote, sit your drunk ass down before you hurt yourself, unquote. He didn't listen. So I grabbed a chair and shoved it behind his knees so they would bend and he would fall back and sit down. <laughs> I told him, quote, if you throw up in my fucking restaurant, I'm making you clean it up. We clear, unquote. One of the other customers came over and told me I shouldn't talk to him like that and I should show some respect. Without thinking, I turned to her and said, quote, you obviously have never worked in customer service, so I'll tell you what. If he throws up in here, you can clean it up, 
unquote. I started walking back to the kitchen and a table of servers from a restaurant down the street stood up and started to slow clap for me, giving me, slow clap at me, giving zero fucks. Uh, they, then they left me a $50 tip. Hashtag servers for the win. Oh my God, that is, that is absolutely amazing. Oh my God. Uh don't you I just as a server you know like receiving service or watching somebody serve oh my god those people those that table of servers I can almost I can promise you made made Phil's night like that is absolute insanity that <laughs> okay I just love that people, it's just like parents. When you see, when you're a parent or a caregiver and you see another parent or caregiver with a child who's having a tantrum in the toy aisle at Target or wherever the fuck it is that you are, you sympathize. You look at them, you go, "Mm, I am so sorry. That fucking sucks. I feel you. I hope this ends soon. Pick that bitch up. Walk right out of the store. Don't worry about it. I'll even guard you. I'll block everybody's view. Fuck the haters. They don't know shit. I just... <laughs> oh, my God. I just... I absolutely love that. And it's so... she. That's so great that they were there and witnessed. And, and completely... I'm sure all of them came... I'm sure all of them had a, a moment like that with a customer. There's no way. They probably all looked at her like, well, fuck. Look at that drunk ass motherfucker. He is knocking shit over. I'm surprised they didn't get up and just start like picking those chairs up. Or those, you know. (laughs) I love that they left her a really good tip. Okay, another story. Same person. I was working in a local coffee shop in Forest Lake, Minnesota. One of the other baristas and myself were going, going about our day when an Older gentleman came trotting on in there. Verbatim, David, verbatim. He came up to the counter and he had an oxygen mask and an oxygen tank with him. He starts to order his drink and when he stops and starts to freak out. Oh, he orders his drink when he stops and starts to freak out. Mid-sentence, this man started yelling at us about the smells inside the coffee shop. The other barista and I look at each other like, what the fuck just happened? And this man is going off on us. He yelled at us, quote, every time I come in here, it's like walking into a brick wall, unquote. As we try to hold back our laughter and confusion, we start to ask him if, if it's the smell of the coffee he's talking about. He freaks out even more, telling us that it's not the coffee and he knows the smell of coffee. He knows the smell of coffee, quote, better than we do, unquote. We asked him to describe the smell, and he just started to yell at us about how we're lying and that we can't smell anything. He never actually told us what the smell was. He then goes off about how he needs, how he needs to, how we need to get the owner on the phone. So I just say, quote, all right, whatever, unquote. And I call her up. I hand, I hand him the phone, and he walks outside and starts yelling at her about the smells. Eventually, he comes back and hands me the phone. I get back on it, and the owner tells me, 
quote, I have no idea what his deal is. So just give him a free drink and let him be on his way, unquote. I say, okay. I hang up the phone and say, quote, okay, well, she said there isn't anything we can do to help you unless you can identify the scent, unquote. I'm thinking there ain't no way in fucking hell I'm giving this man anything for free because of him complaining about fucking nothing. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy and his bullshit. I'm not giving him anything for free. We never, we never saw him after that. But the other Brisa and I do still laugh about it from time to time. <laughs> that's, oh god, that's fucking amazing. Oh god, oh man, oh my god, I love that she did that. That is the greatest. <laughs> Manager, give him a free drink. Be on his way. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I'm sorry. We can't do shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, man. This is why I want all of your stories, guys. I love these. These are the greatest. Please, please. <laughs> Please send them in to me. The fucking scum of the earth. <laughs> oh my god, these entitled bitches. Oh lordy. Okay. Well, that's gonna do it for tonight's episode. <laughs> I just, I can't. Uh, if you have your own story and you want me to read it, verbatim, please email me at cshs podcast at gmail.com um you can dm me on twitter or instagram cshs podcast i'm sorry at cshs podcast uh otherwise just tune in every tuesday somewhere around this time you know it's my podcast and i do whatever the fuck i want so it comes out at random times but it's gonna always be on a tuesday maybe i'll do another pto episode this week maybe i'll do an OT episode. I think we're going to do episodes over time where I, maybe I'll dive deeper into some of these stories on a side note that is no longer the customer service part. All right, friends, customers, whatever, listeners. Hey, guys. I hope uh, you enjoyed this episode. I hope um, what would be really nice, if you don't mind, I don't usually ask this, but... If you could rate me on whatever platform you listen, if you could share this with your friends or other, especially customer service people, just give me those stories, man. This podcast, oh, it's going to be so good if I can just keep getting your stories. They're so good. I appreciate it so much. Um, Well, I think that does it for tonight. Thank you, and how can't I help you today?